By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are Shoguns. We are Masters. Are you ready? For episode 33 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, Yo where, where the, the captions, captions at? at? Yo! 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 Yo, where the captions at? Where the captions at? Hi, yo. <laughs> where they at, yo? Where they at? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, baby. Y'all already know what it is. <laughs> it's another episode of this random shit, guys. And always, I'm yours truly, Kels for Show, aka For Show Nuff. Joined here with me always is my bro host. You know who it is, the one and only Roscoe Tinkoya. Also here with us is none other than Daniel, Danny, D. Rojas. I told you many weeks. Danny D. Rojas is my dad. No, I spell it different though. No, that's literally his name. No, it's Danny. Then it's D. That's yeah, his middle name. But initial. D is short for Danny, which is short for Daniel. So it's all four of them. Basically, he's saying your name, your middle name is Daniel. You're four-dimensional, Rojas. I got you. you. You can't be you can't be wrapped up in one D. You're too dynamic for that. <laughs> so many inside jokes on that one. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Word. <laughs> and joining us today is a special guest. Um, I'm going to refer, refer to him as one of the mystical Negroes of Colorado Springs, just like myself. We're kind of like the legendary birds in Pokemon. You know, I was fancy myself as Zapdos. You could say he's more like an Articuno. He's very chill and stoic. Like, he's one of the... Ak- no, Articuno. Baby, no. No, don't do that. And if I did, it's because his favorite character is Eric Cartman. Because <coughs> sometimes Coon need to have some friends, baby. I mean, he is the best superhero of all time, the Coon. Yo, but it's he's one of those cats that you like, yo, you be everywhere. Like, you be everywhere. And people are like, yo, I be everywhere. So when you see me and him together, you're like, yo, this is real weird. And if you get Earl together, like a Bermuda Triangle or some shit might open up. Because we the type of Negroes you always see in town. But it's not other. That's how you open up the third gates of hell. Then the one, the only, Tyree. Yo, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> yes, that's him. You heard it here. Tyree is on the podcast, y'all. So you know we official now, baby. We official. And if you haven't officially became a captioner, make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe to the Escaping Network YouTube page. Wouldn't that technically wouldn't them be called? No, because we ain't. Put a pin on that. No, the pin is there, and it is pulled. Because we're blowing up, baby. Yeah, we have 14 subscribers. Because that's 14 more than zero, baby. It's all up from here, guys. <laughs> and so, if you're not familiar with the program, we like to start it off with, yo, it's popping. We'll and that's why we go around the world of pop culture and geek them and talk about some headlines that have happened and that have been announced over the last week. And we're just going to start this off with how we normally been doing that with wrestling. So, uh, in the wrestling sphere world, Kylie Ray has uh, now officially retired from being a pro wrestler. She's only about 20-something. She first was introduced and signed to AEW. She was actually the first person to ask for the release, and they gave it to her. She went to Impact, and... Uh, as of yesterday on her Patreon, she she alerted to all her Patreon fans she's no longer a wrestler. She's going to take a break off of social media and all that. Word. And 
all that. But on other fun, still sad news, some WWE wrestlers have uh, suspended their Twitch because of, uh, you know, Big Daddy Vince told people that they can't use third-party streaming uh, platforms that isn't beneficial to them. And uh, it's then went on kind of wrong because uh, some of these people, a.k.a. Paige, who's broke her neck twice for the company, had to lose, stop wrestling, been wrestling since the fetus. So Vince wants all the money. And is that in their contract? That Not in their that? contract or none of that. Supposedly they're rewriting the contract and from the rumor mill, the reason why they did this, want these wrestlers to stop this is because supposedly WWE is supposed to relaunch their Twitch account. And, and they want everybody to be underneath that. Some, some shape or form. And the thing is, it's not that great when you're trying to tell people during a pandemic, stop doing what you can give. What Stop doing what we probably are not going to give you money for. And also part of the reasons is supposedly they might get that get this Twitch stuff renegotiated into the deal. So technically, they'll probably even lose more money for streaming through Twitch yeah, in their contract. Yeah, that's too, like... Because Vince, you already got money. You should want them to be as creative as they as they can. So if they're on Twitch, people on Twitch are more likely to come fuck with them oh. in the wrestling ring. So you still could get fans, but you want he because he's a capitalist. It's like, not we just even got just talking about that shit, and they want all the money. It's not even of, just that. It's the fact that literally their goal is to try to steal as much. 18 to 25 demographic people from no, AEW. It is the that. thing is, Twitch is where the 18 to 25 people are at. No, I get that. And I'm, Vince isn't yeah, that's Vince so saying. old school that he's not complimenting that the more of his wrestling fans, the more of his wrestling people bring in more people that brings in ads in more No, revenue. we literally say the same but thing. The thing. I is, agree with that. I'm just saying Vince coming from where he's at with his money, he wants that. That's why he can't see the vision. That's why you need people like Hunter and the younger people because he's just so focused on his bottom Oh, but it's still... But the thing is, even with Hunter and them, which I will say, Triple H ran his first major brand. He ran SmackDown last Friday. So everything that was written, storyline and all that was through Triple H. But the thing is, even with Triple H and them still there, it's not... It's whatever he still says goes. So even if Triple H and them are telling them this is how it's going to work, if he says... Fuck all that noise. It's still fuck all that noise. Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm saying. He's that's literally what he's been. <laughs> that's literally what he's been saying because technically most of the people that are on Twitch are in literally outside of AJ Styles, Selena, and Alistair Black, Cesar, but all the rest of the people are from NXT are known for streaming. Like literally the whole up up down crew all has their own streaming Word. site. We're basically both saying ketchup is red. At the end of the day. Ketchup is red <laughs> and Vince is stupid. Yeah. Um, Anything and else in wrestling? Yes, we have had some wrestlers pass away, some old school wrestlers. I can't think of the name off the top. As well as uh, this Saturday should be full gear. So y'all should get results on that information when it comes in. Word. Moving on wrestling, any gaming news? I know Tyree, you a gamer. Anything that's happened out the last week you want to talk about? Um, Sony... Stopped people from um, making um, faceplates. Yeah, they can't do custom plates no more. They can't do custom plates. So that's weird. On the the PS Five, so there was this company called Play Something Station, and Sony used their lawyers to stop them from doing anything like a cease and desist, or they were going to sue them and take everything from them. 
And literally, this company is known for just making custom plate covers for people so they could just buy it and cover it up. Literally give their PlayStation 4, their oh, yeah. PlayStation is extra. Customization. Little extra little bit of feeling. That's Sony crazy. said, and we want all the money. So is Sony going to do their own? No. Or it's like, no, you gonna get this console. You getting the way it only in you only getting it in white. Damn. That's, for now, because for now, you yeah. know, they're gonna come out with the limited edition oh, crazy yeah. ones. They, they don't have to drop a Miles one at some point, especially if they're gonna give us like well that 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 crimson crowd. I feel outfit. like I feel like the first one that's gonna be um a new custom is going to be God of War. Yeah, it's going to probably oh, be God yeah, of War. Oh, yeah, the Kratos. Yeah. Word. I can see that shit. That shit is slap. Shit. All right. So, mm, switching from video games, I'm going to just talk about a little comic book real quick. Over this week, The Last Ronin came out. It's a Man. Ninja Turtle story. And that shit was good. I, it was so good. Like, even comic book YouTubers that don't follow the Ninja Turtles were reviewing this comic book. And it's basically a tale that starts in the future. And for most of the issue, we don't know which turtle it is. I might, I probably, I won't spoil it for you. Don't spoil but it. you find out at the end which one it was. But we kind of find out that his other brothers have died somewhere, and he's trying to get revenge on Shredder's grandson for doing this. Because he killed him ten years prior. Yeah. So wherever, <coughs> wherever this goes, I'm gonna be reading it. I'm gonna be following it, and I'm just glad that we get a new dark and gritty um, teenage mutant ninja um, turtle story that once again shows that. The turtles come in all shades, shapes, and sizes. And even today, because a lot of people gave um, the last turtle movie shit because they went from a pr- place of April and Neil, like naming the turtles and raising Splinter, this, that, and the third in laboratory. I just found out that is the basis of the IDW storyline. I was like, oh shit. So they actually based this on a comic book art and it worked on the comic book. We just didn't like it. As a chief, as, as a, a whole, media before drug, the media could use of it being presented differently. But now that I found out that, I'm like, oh, I'm fine with it because this IDW Total Run is fucking fantastic. And I'm gonna be honest, it is dope. That make for movie universe that makes the best perfect sense because technically, yeah, they're mutated, yeah, they learn language, but they were never like for that. And instead of like for us people that are diehard, we know Shredder named them. But it, um, Master Splinter. I mean, Master Splinter. My fault. My fault. But it'd be even more dope. It's even more dope at the fact that they were all raised together. Splinter was just an older rat that was experimented on at the same time, and a little girl that happened to like them all named them and took care of them. See the and, one, and the thing too that makes it <laughs> different from the movie. The movie. Splinter just found a karate book and taught them karate and shit. But in the comic book, they actually are reincarnated human beings in these mutant bodies. That's how Splinter knew Kung Fu in the comic book because he already was a a karate master. And he had four sons, then they were all killed. And somehow this mutagen connected them to these bodies. That's the long story of it. But, uh... And it's even more hilarious when we go back to the 80s versions. They just were like, oh... This little rat learned karate because he was a pet of a karate master and just said, fuck it. Now that I'm mutated, I could do karate. I'm going to teach these other kids karate. Hell yeah. And how to eat pizza. Moving on from that to TV and movie news, we have to give R.I.P. to none other than the legendary person himself, actor extraordinaire, Sir Sean Connery. Sean Connery died? Yes, mm-hmm. it came. It happened like late Halloween, was it? Yeah, late, late, late Saturday Halloween. or something. Yeah. yeah, early Saturday. Or it was, it was a Saturday. 
It it happened, so it happened like late Friday. And I was sitting there like, yo, that's crazy. Like he was older, he was 90, but still, like when you hear one of those iconic names where they pass, it's just like, bro, because a lot of people remember him as a James Bond. I never saw him as Bond because when I was a kid, the fir- my first Bond was Timothy Dalton. Then, um, what was it, um, um, Pierce, Pierce Bronson? I think so. Yeah, then Prince Marvel now, you know, Daniel Craig. And personally, Daniel Craig is my favorite Bond. But neither, that's neither here nor less. Like, RIP to him, condolences to his family. And my personal favorite Sean Connery movie probably would be, like, the first Highlander because I'm a Highlander guy. And also, me being black, it was probably Finding Forrester because that was my shit. Like, you're the man now, dog. It was a story about a young black man that likes chess. And then he met some old white dude and he helped him with chess and also how being a man low-key and make sure he was out of trouble because he lived in the inner city. And it's just one of those stories, like, no matter where you're from, we're still human. So what are you guys' uh, favorite Sean Connery movies? You already said it, Finding Forrester for me. I, love, I grew up as a chess kid, so. Word. What about you, Tyree? You got one? I mean, Finding Forrester was a good movie. <laughs> I'm not going to oh, lie. If you didn't know I Tyree... Used... Oh, I already told you he was black. Never mind. I, um... <laughs> That was a spoiler. I used to um, watch that movie all the time. I had it on DVD. Hell I, yeah. I remember there was like one weekend I watched it like three times. Yeah, because one of the things like, yo, you can't be black and smart and still be black and achieve your goals, man. Don't let all this hood it shit did. and these stereotypes and the white man's thinking about you affect who you really are. And it was be even better. more dope, too, because you thought that Sean Connery was going to be some racist-ass white dude exactly. in the whole movie. But no, don't judge a book by its cover, which also he kept on telling Forrester. And Forrester had to keep on reapplying that to to his knowledge. I just realized, was Finding Forrester the instead of us having the magic black Negro with Sean Connery, the magic white man? Oh shit, he was a magic. He was a match with Scott. Yo, oh my god. Yo, that is roles reverse. That or some the, people say it's the the white Jesus saviors trope. But at the same time, I'm not going to disrespect. Nah, that was not no white nah, Jesus nah. savior. So, uh, he came in there like I'm he the came teacher. in there just I'm like I'm a teacher the way so the chessboard. We gonna learn. We gonna learn our views are different, but yet the same at the same time. Hell yeah, and they ate soup together, Bruh. That nigga made a mad good grilled cheese. <laughs> but for real, it's a RIP man. RIP. Your legacy will live on, and all of us and all the great memories you gave us from your talent. And um yeah, so that happened and also Netflix has finally got the Chappelle show. That's on oh, Netflix. Comedy now. Central finally sold it too? I guess. Or they lost the right. So Netflix is like, yo, we'll pay for all that shit because low key I have been planning on rewatching that whole series because I know eventually next year we will be doing a whole episode about the Chappelle show. And for a lot of these youngsters, they don't know anything about Chappelle post leaving the show and going to Africa because it's a whole new generation unlike us who grew up with the specials Robin Hood Men in Tights of course the greatest black movie of all time Undercover Brother that too Half Baked to, for the Stoners I have to there. say Half Baked is the greatest black movie of all time no, I wouldn't even say that the I don't count for Stoner me. movie of all time yeah I, I, I'm so black movie we about to talk about the greatest black movie of all time yeah we on this week's episode <laughs> This might be the truth. No, we all know Baps is the greatest black movie of all time. <laughs> Pootie Tang is the greatest oh, black yeah. movie of all time. Yes, Sarate. Yes. How Sada can we forget? No, 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 no. no. Pootie Tang out there is like Dynamite. You look up black movie right now. Type that. Daniel, can you just type in black movie for me, please? Can you do that? So Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang. It's hot outside. Sarate. No. <laughs> 
You think Black Dynamite gangster? No. Uh, the, the, the first one is Black Panther. Okay. I'm cool. I won't argue that. Uh, Pootie Tang's not the top list. Because the white man don't want you to know about Pootie and all the time. Black Panther, Moonlight, Black Klansman, 13th, Sorry to Bother You, Queen and Slim, Selma, and Black is King. Oh, they doing modern black. They doing that modern black That ain't the blacklist. That's just when you type it. That's that Google algorithm. That's I'm gonna show up the time on my yeah, job. Yeah, talking about yo. I ain't coming Men in black. black. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Friday. Malcolm X. Boys in the Hood. Barbershop. The Wiz. House mm. Party. Don't be a menace to society. Glory. Glory. Soul food. Set it off. Wait, hold on. Y'all wait, 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 go back. No, wait, 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 go back. This is one I gotta read out loud. Hold on, hold on. Hollywood Shuffle, House Hollywood Shuffle, good one. Go back. Waiting to wait, 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 wait. Sweet, sweet bats, badass song. What the hell is that? Jigaboon is. It's from 1971. Oh yeah, that was hella poetic justice. Poetic justice. Drumline. Yo, um, get out. I still can't believe that nigga had dyslexia. Love and basketball. I love and basketball. Love and basketball. I still don't know uh, how they gamble for the... I'm be honest. I'm a black man. could have on that girl. Coming to America. I'm be honest. As a black man, I did not like the love and basketball. Because you couldn't, be, you couldn't relate. Cause we you don't ballers. play basketball. Exactly. That, so cool. but yet also... Now it was love and anime. True. But that, but yet also to America. the pure fact of the yes. reason that this nigga left her... <laughs> And then came, she still just waited, and then came back. It was like, bitch, my knee hurt. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of movies. It still could have just. There's a lot of movies. I'm, I'm going. Not, I'm going to go to the top hundred best black movies of the 21st Man. century. All right, well, when you, when you find Pootie Chain, let us know what number, number that is. Because so we got to continue so this show. This debate. Because also, The Craft Two came out over this week. Too. It came out on Halloween, which I thought it was supposed to be coming out next year. We still got. Did you see how much it was rent for on Amazon? Uh, it was a. I don't know it was only on Voodoo. I didn't oh, it was that. on Voodoo? Okay. I know I Voodoo had, you could do, you could get both of them at the same time. Word. Craft well, and Craft Legacy. And I fuss with Craft. I ain't even watch it yet, but by the time this comes out, <laughs> I'll have seen it. I will talk about it on next week's podcast. And also, speaking of things that's being back, <laughs> cut <laughs> that boy Mando and baby Yoda. And... Fredito. And not only for the culture. So now the his culture. name isn't Baby Yoda anymore. It's Verdito. It's the child. Yeah, because... It's, it's always been Verdito. It's always we, we been dubbed, the child. We dubbed it on our network as Fredito before he was even dubbed the child. Mm-hmm. And those uh, special episodes of review for that series should be up on the YouTube page coming up this week because we will be starting our recap series for season two. Yay, yay. Yeah, I will talk about that off mic to you guys. And I get I to join in. Also, yes. yes, we do have to talk about that off mic because low key. You better talk about all mic right now. Yeah. I like what that theory is that's going around with that end scene. Man. You know how I feel about theories. But yes, Mandalorian is back. Y'all need it, motherfuckers. I've been watching it. If you ain't watched first season, catch up on that shit. That shit oh. come out Fridays, just like our episodes. And a fun, fun, crazy fact, Popsocket out here already dropping Mandalorian season two uh, Popsocket covers. Pootie Tang's not on the list. Pootie Tang ain't make the list, see? Because it is, is the list. Is Dope on the list? Yeah. Is uh, The Wood on the list? You went through 100 oh. movies already? Going through them right now. Okay, you ain't go through them all then. I'm going through it again. Okay, do it. Wait, is he through black people or through white? They don't let us know. They don't let us on the internet. So see who we never been there. See who is written by and then Google them. If they if they white, don't trust that list. 
<laughs> oh, that movie just came out. They had. I don't even want to talk about this shit. But you know what? I do want to talk ago. about some music that came out of the week, guys. Oh, what music um, came out? Ari- Ariana Grande's album came out. Positions, which mm. if you fuck with Ariana Grande's music like I do, it's a good album. She makes bop. She has not made a bad album yet. Position is my new song to try to get a girl to dance for me to in the privacy of her own room while I pay more attention to the comic books on my wall. But yeah, it's something to do and something First to say. Song. And you can't have a good stand-up big without the material and the best material come from life. So yo, if you're interested, girl, I got you. And also, Omorion oh, dropped an album called Connections, with Connections spelled like kinetic energy. It's a whole vibe. It's on some like West Indies, Jamaican, Afrobeat type shit. I fuck with it. And Busta Rhymes dropped Extinction Level Event 2, which I have not listened to yet. Not yet. It's amazing. Not yet. Have you? It is amazing. Word, okay. So far, the old old school hip-hop heads, that's like the new Bob. You know what I'm saying? There's... Tyree is an old head. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. But, See, I'm um, glad you're on this one. But um, so, so there's Anderson Pax on the album. Ooh, um, Rick Ross. I know M just. I know Q- him and Q-tip. M got right. Q tip. Oh, Q. Um, do we get a Mar- three step verse? Mariah Mar- 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 Carey. Oh, Ooh, he, got Mar- 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 he got um, he got Mary J. Blige. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> yeah, this is it's, it's an album. You know, For real, nigga. Like, he, he got Chris Rock on the intros. <laughs> oh, Chris Rock on the intro. I mean, you just gotta like, have rock. It's hilarious. <laughs> Every time he's on there, just saying. Buster Rhymes' album is pretty good. Word. And uh, we're still on the old school. De La Soul dropped a new single. Oh, yeah. Remove forty five, and the cover looked dope because it say reelect forty five, but then they said underneath the elect is spray painted move. Word. So you know, fuck Trump. Hell yeah, cause. Moving from music to YWDCA11, the playlist for this month of November, I do have the new single from Busta Rhyme featuring Kendrick Lamar titled Look Over Your Shoulder, sampling my sensei, the boy, the one and only king, Michael Jackson, from back when he was with the Jackson 5 and had the fro. And I'm like, yo, that shit slaps. Never could go wrong with Kendrick. Then Kendrick and Busta Busta together, it worked so well. Did you put that 7S low on there too? Which one? Uh, so Ferris wheel. I didn't. The only reason I didn't because it's a new single, but it came out. It came out last, on the last album. I, I still could put it in because I didn't see that they they released it as a single for this. Uh, uh, month. But was it? I thought it just was only their their version. I don't remember Maya Jane on. It could be a remix too. Yeah. And also, um, Motive from Ariana Grande featuring Doja Cat on the playlist. Um, a song called Plain. Featuring Beanie, Lily Allen, and my new female, um, my new favorite female rapper, Flo Millie. That track bops. You you put the new uh, feature future song on. Oh there? yeah, that tweaking. That no, that strikes from Lil Freaky. Oh, I ain't heard that one, but tweaking by Doughboy, Southside, and Futures on there. Also, I like the way you die by my new favorite um, California beach punk group, Black Honey. All girl just, group or I think there's a dude in it, but okay. I didn't pay attention to the. Picture like that, but it was a female mouth on it. But word, that's how I got enticed by that shit. Then there's a new track called Interstellar by the Avalanches and Leon Bridges. That's soulful, soulful man. And also my new favorite cover song, which has made this Beatles song my third favorite Beatles song behind number one being Yesterday, two being Hey Jude. But it's Eleanor Rigby by Gunship. Mm -hmm. That's our whole mood. I knew it was a hit because I played it for my whites. 
at one of the kickbacks at the crib. I'm like, let me test this out because the whites like it. I know it's good. Put it on. They're like, ooh. Actually, I oh. do have a confession to mm, make too. What is this? Like, yeah, I knew you like it. Gotta know your peoples. You gotta know your people. Trippy Red dropped Pegasus, and I did listen to the Trippy Red Busta Rhymes track on that album. So did you listen to the whole album? I ain't listened to the whole. Because sometimes me and Trippy Red, like some of his shit, be rocking with it, but he he switches up the sound so much in one album. Like it go for some emo rap, then they go to some trap, and then go some some yelling rage type shit, and then next thing you know, he's playing like a piccolo or some shit. Like be too many moves too quick. It be, uh, it be, a it be lot. all over I the know. place. I'm like, it's not cohesive for me for the love. Most part, but I don't hate on them. There's some of his songs I do fuck with, but as far as like a whole project, it be, it's hard it's for one me. One of those things to ride along because it's a, a roller coaster. Somebody had to give me a list of tracks from him for me to fuck with. I can't just sit through an album come like, nah, I can't. I'm gonna start skipping. Then once you start skipping, you already lost because you can't sit through a whole thing. And they go front, little dirt, black, and uh, young thug on the album together. I never, I mean, on the track together. I never thought What's that it would be. Uh, it's uh, it's that stay down. Might have that might be on last week, yeah, last month, yeah, because be it drops on. like a few days. Well, it dropped a date on the 30th. Yeah, so basically all this shit dropped on the 30th too, but I was like, it's basically the first, first so I'm not yeah. going to do that and come out here and tell you to listen to our old podcast where it's still got the old music on it. So anyway, that's been music. And also, there's right, been... one more. There's oh, no, you good, good, you good, you good. Go ahead, album that, or go ahead. song came out. Go ahead, spit that. T.I. and E-40 came out with Oh, yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, the, um, that's on there too. Fuck, I forgot about a, oh, a stand-up featuring um stand. who in um uh, not Jordan Lucas but uh no was it yeah Jordan uh, no it's Jordan yeah, it's, I stand on that I stand yeah on I that stand feature. on that featuring Jordan Lucas because I get Jordan Lucas confused with uh what you call it who's the nigga that played Method Man Wu Tang uh oh shit you know what's sad they got all these niggas it. oh it's Dave East yeah Dave East always getting them two niggas messed up for some reason they both tall and light skinned. They're like the Omar Epps and um, <laughs> Makai Pfeiffer rap music for me and shit. <laughs> Black reference. But anywho, <laughs> that's been Yo What's Poppin'. And now we about to get to Yo Geeking Out. And now we about to geek out about this untouchable movie with the greatest album uh, soundtrack. Yo. Motown, thank without you. Without doubt, the undisputed Negro classic of the 80s. You can't tell me this is not an amazing Film. You cannot say this is not what America is about. This is what black you culture can't is. Can't tell baby. me anything other than it's pure, great, purely a masterpiece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Like Ross said, from the music to the action to the acting to the feel to the Genesis Equal to the feng shui of it to this auras, the chakras of this whole. And if y'all been hearing us, we've been giving y'all the hints this whole entire like, time. Like, we've tried to do... Full, and honestly, one of the greatest movies of all times that it has the greatest... I honestly think this is one of the greatest lines is the part of the reason why Converse was popping so hard. Hell yeah, and it's none other than 1985, also the year I came alive. Barry the, Gordon's yep, The Last Dragon. Yep. The last dragon <laughs> with Bruce Leroy. No, oh, his, no. He was Leroy given the nickname Green. Bruce Leroy. Okay, his true up. name was Our Leroy time. Green. What did I pull up? Oh, just the time to see. What, oh, what we were working with. <laughs> it's not no. Okay, cool. Perfect. Ooh, I know. Boy, I know time. They talk about color people not showing up. The boy is here, mm, right where we need to be. But mm-hmm. yes, the last dragon. And if you're not familiar with the last dragon, let me surmise this by saying real quickly. Kung Fu, black people, 
the eighties, music, beautiful woman, pop locking, stereotypes, Super Saiyan. <laughs> it is technically a super Cause Saiyan. I ain't gonna sit here and tell y'all the whole movie if you've never seen the movie. Go out there and see this movie. I bought it for five dollars of the Walmart five dollar movie box bin. And guess what? Best five dollars I ever, ever spent, spent outside of anything. You know what? I'm not gonna say all that. Yeah, I'm gonna keep this classy. Keep <laughs> and for most people that's just wondering why is it so great and so influential in black culture, just the eighties and all that. Just to give y'all a heads up, at this time and period, everybody knows Kung Fu movies were the thing. Everybody also knows at this time and period, Motown was the biggest record company out there. It was the Def Jam of music. No, Def Jam was the Motown, Motown of rap. Don't belittle Motown like that. I know, but I'm just saying. I know you're just saying. I'm saying these, yo. these young folks don't know that and need to know about that. Mm. But yeah. Word. It's... It's great. And for most people that's just like, so where's the stereotypes? Just think how stereotypes were used in the 90s. Just up it up a little bit more because it was and the somehow, 80s. In some fashions, how these stereotypes still are used today. One of the stereotypes being, there's a, because you already know how we do. This is not going to be very structured. We don't be all over the place. But there's a character named John, and he basically tells Leroy, who is also his friend and his uh, master, like, man, I don't really have to know Kung Fu because I'm Asian. The only thing I do is wah, 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 do some moves, do some, some moves, shouts, do some and big eyes, shit, shit. some crazy eyes, and people ain't gonna they ain't gonna no fuck karate. with me because they grew up watching Bruce Lee. They're like, oh, he's Asian, he doing all that shit. He's he's posturing himself like he know what you're doing, so they just back off, and that's true. Tyree, why do you love the Last Dragon? Well, my reason for loving The Last Dragon is because uh, all my family's from New York, and it's based That's in right. Harlem. Yes. Um, the, but the do villain, we know the villain, Yeah, he calls himself the, the Shogun, Shogun of, of Harlem. Harlem. He just answered that question. Um, so <laughs> my other favorite part is Show Enough, because he's the best villain of all time. Yes, yeah, Show for Enough. No, for no good reason. He's just great. Exactly. Like, he comes in the movie, into the movie in a movie theater. Like, who is the master? Like, he comes in there looking for Bruce Leroy. And what's even more hilarious about this whole jump off is some little kid says something. They pick up the little kid. The little kid points to Leroy. And instead of just putting the little kid down, he gives him to the person to the right of him, which was he was giving to him from his left side. And they just pass the little boy on down. So once the little boy gets set down, he got to walk past all these motherfuckers to get back to his seat. I'm like, all right, this little kid can't do nothing about it. Leroy gets intimidated. He's eating. Still don't know why he got four uh, chopsticks on him all the time. He's Bruce Leroy. He's Asian in every sense. Of course, he's in that the movie true. theater eating, eating with popcorn, popcorn with, with chopsticks. Because that's why his brother called him a cornball. A loser because he does all this weird shit. Because once again, Bruce Leroy is a young black man in 1985 Harlem, New York, dressed like Bruce Lee. If you black and dress in anything other than black, you automatically a weirdo. Except the, for sure enough. Because he could whoop your ass. That's why. Unless you can whoop your ass. That's why Prince could dress the way he wanted to. Andre 3000 could dress the way he wanted to. You had to be ready to fight. I know some supernatural space voodoo magic or some shit. Where motherfuckers just don't fuck with you. But Bruce Leroy was unbothered by showing up because he was trying to find the master. Because the movie starts off with Bruce Leroy, Bruce Leroy basically 
finishing his last uh, training from his uh, master. Yeah, completing his mission overall. So he maxed out all his stats. And so deep into Asian culture that even his Asian teachers just like, dude, you're just doing all the stereotypical Asian movie tropes. You don't need to do that. You finish your training. You need to... Literally, he hints to him that he needs to go on and discover himself, but he's so used to karate, learning from your master, gaining more wisdom from somebody else that his master basically sets him on a full trip. Exactly. He sends him on a quest with a fortune cookie to find a master. And Bruce Leroy thinks he actually had to go to where the fortune cookie is made to find the master because the master's there. So the whole movie he's trying to figure out how to get to the master then you kind of find out, spoiler alert, the master's not really there in this whole banter between him and these Asian dudes that run the fortune cookie um, place. And yeah, and while this is going on, Shonuff is looking for Leroy because Shonuff let it be known that Bruce Leroy has been ducking him in the streets that Shonuff wants to smoke because Shonuff we don't know where he's been, but he just says, Mozart, he's just got back into town. He's looking for Leroy. He ain't been here for a minute. Now I'm back. I I need to remind people why I am the Shogun of Harlem and why he's the master. Because the theme of master gets brought up multiple times. It's the running theme in the movie as well. And what's even more hilarious is the reason why he wants to show Bruce Leroy that he the master is because rumor went around all of Harlem that Bruce Leroy caught a bullet with his own teeth. <laughs> exactly, because there's um, Bruce Leroy has so much clout about him in the streets. Cause everybody talking about this kid Bruce Leroy, and he's the new dragon. And there's one line with showing up say, "All you little lizards think you the last dragon." <laughs> he called him a little lizard because he think he's the dragon, little lizard dragon. Showing up talked the best shit a in the time. whole movie. He told this nigga Bruce Leroy to kiss his converse. You never ask a man. To kiss your converse or to put his mouth on your body unless you really want that shit to happen. Because that shit is disrespectful <laughs> in the hood, and in most circles. You don't do certain things. And, he, and Bruce Leroy kissed the shoe. Like, oh, this Well, he didn't punk. kiss the shoe. He got kicked in the face. Well, but he was about it. to. He was and about to. That's what's even, even more, more What's even more crazy is he only made him do this such a disrespectful thing was because Bruce Leroy wouldn't bow for him in his... Asian homeboy got himself caught up, and he'll do it for his friends and not to harm other people. Which still even more hilarious, because the only time before, you know, the inevitable fight scene between Bruce Leroy and Shonuff, Bruce Leroy preaches about not fighting, but will fight a hooligan gang to protect the, the DJ of a club, but yet just not any type of DJ. She had a TV show that... Was a make or break for artists and music. Because these kids that was shot outside the this club. This generation won't know these references about what, that I'm about to make, but y'all didn't grow up with TRL, so this was like an '80s version of TRL. Going further back, it was like an '80s version of 106 Apart. Going back before that, it was like Video Control with Donnie Soul on BET. <laughs> Basically, you had a DJ promoting videos, where also it was a club, and then you had the music being played, and she was like the baddest chick, and she was like the baddie right now. Just imagine if like Nicki Minaj was a D, a radio DJ when she played the videos. Everybody, every dude wanted her. Every woman wanted to be her, for lack of better words. But somehow she fell in love with Bruce Leroy, and he didn't even know any moves. 
How did you feel about Bruce Leroy when you was watching it growing up and him not knowing moves? Did, you, did that make you feel a way or did that make you relate to it more, Tyree? It made me relate more because, you know, growing up, people don't tell you a lot of things about exactly. how to be black and what black people need to be. But they assume you're supposed to be a certain way. Exactly. And Leroy was just an oddball, period. So she obviously was digging him. And he was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to just get my medallion and be a ninja and vanish. And she's just like, bro, you could be my bodyguard. He's like, no, I can't. I'm not a master yet. She's like, bro, you look like a master to me. Like, no, you don't understand. I have to find the master. And he's so caught up in being a master in his head, he don't realize that this beautiful woman is into him. Well, then you have the whole subplot of his younger brother think his big brother is the wackest dude around, and he also a pop locker, and he's trying to get inside the club to impress Oh, no, the they get chick. inside the club. Oh, they he's do. He's trying to win that. I'm talking about uh, before they get in, they were trying to get in because he's in love with this woman, and next thing you know, his brother's back in her. So now he's like, yo, this jive-ass turkey has got his lips all on my woman. Oh, he came with pop lock. You want to do this kung fu shit? That kung fu shit don't save nobody. This ain't no movie. Fucking Hong Kong fooey ass boy. But yeah. <laughs> but not just only that part when he seemed mad, it's even the great scene when showing up goes to they mom they dad's mom and pop. Leroy's pizzeria. Leroy's pizzeria. Hey my man. Hey my man. What it do, my man? <laughs> what it do, my man? <laughs> but uh he goes in there, he's like, my where man, that, where that mean? punk Leroy at? And he's like, I'm Leroy Green. He's like, nah. He's a little bit younger and lighter. And great moment. They do point out Leroy is the light skin out the whole family. He the oldest. Too. He is too. He the oldest. He, he the oldest here. in light. I don't know he what the... mama was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was light because he had to glow the whole time. But he had to glow the whole time. Oh, he had the inner light because he was the master. More shit. Oh, shit. Damn. And what's even more cool and acceptable Yo. about this movie was only his brother saw him wear his little sister Sophie, which was just a little girl. Also, she was played by Keisha Knight Pullman, a.k.a. Rudy Hustle from The Cosby Show. Which was technically her first movie, de- her first movie debut. True. But um, his mom and dad, little sister... All didn't care about Leroy being the way he is. And that's what's dope about having a family that supports you, even though you're quote unquote the eyeball. Like they don't care as long as you're a good person. Be weird. And that's Just literally be weird all and an asshole. Doing. Don't be weird and eat people's faces. Just be weird and in the Bruce Lee shit. Like ain't ain't hurting nobody. And also, Leroy was a responsible man that had his own dojo. So he had his own job too. And he's also helping kids be constructive in their life by focusing their energy into martial arts instead of being on the street doing crack or selling drugs because it was the 80s. Thank you, Reagan. But see, but also Shonoff had a dojo, but his dojo was different. Yo, he had a whole kumite. Like, all right, so if you ain't seen the movie, y'all fuck. When they start fighting because the movie, uh, fight broke out in the movie theater because Shonoff was trying to fight. So these dudes start trying to fight Shonoff. Shonoff kicked one dude in the face, put him in ankle lock. They literally bit his Achilles. He put, he first said, you ain't going to use this foot no more. And bit his Snapped his, snapped both his, uh, snapped his foot back and forth. And then bit the Achilles heel. And then looked at Shonoff and, I mean, looked at Bruce Leroy while he leaving and said, I'm going to find you, sucker, and I'm going to kill you. Only for the next day for him to fuck up their dad's mom and pop joint. Yeah, and the whole pizzeria. 
I will honestly say Shonov has his own gang, greatest gang ever. Because he doesn't <laughs> discriminate because they're blacks, browns, whites, and women's in his gang. And what's so great is he was like, oh, Bruce Leroy, a punk, he don't want to fight Crunch, Beast, or Cyclone. Cyclone. So guess what? Since he is sissy, how about we give him something more of his speed? Girls fight him. Only Yo, for that one. Was sexist as fuck too. <laughs> Only for one of the so girls to be like, "Oh, he cute, but he ain't got no hands. Oh, he don't know what he's gonna do." Yo, <laughs> and <laughs> that shit like, is fucking hilarious. They just like, "Oh, he a good piece of meat." I'm just like, "Yo, these bitches is intimidating him." Exactly. And just calling them, no and then calling them cute all at the same time. How you gonna call this man cute and won't beat him up? It's so great. And then you flash, you flash the part of the movie where Eddie Arcadian, one of the best oh, villain best names ever, villain Eddie names Arcadian, is ever. trying to recruit people to beat up Bruce Leroy because he's keep interfering with him because he's trying to get Vanity, whose character in the movie's name is Laura Charles. He's trying to get her so he, she can play all his artists' music. And one of his artists being his girlfriend, Angela, which doesn't have talent. Dirty but he's like, if, I, if you don't have talent, I'm going to buy the station and force them to play your music. So he goes through all these auditions for a henchman. Then he gets to show enough. And show enough, like, oh, keep your money. I'll kill that sucker for free. I will get Leroy. And I know somewhere in his uh, show enough dungeon, he had a wolf or a bear or some type of big-ass animal chained up. Because no way he was just out there in a the normal lair. Like, he beat this dude. He was like, should I kill him? Should I kill him? Like, yeah, he just killed this dude. What the dude is? He no beat reason. up a dude and then told his people, pick his body up. and, and They just slid his body just, out. just slid his body off the dojo mat. Yeah. But not only just do we have silly shit like that, we have even more great things like we don't know if Eddie Arcanian's sidekick henchman, who Name Rock, who he basically first used as his uh, get-rich scheme, loses all of his fighting matches to the fact that his dude was named the Great Whiteless Hope. Yes, that was low-key hilarious. Like, yo. And... He gave him a fucking piranha? That's a thing. We don't even know what this creature That's is. That's one of the biggest mystery in black movies. It's the number one is, did Craig really steal those boxes? Because he said, Craig said he didn't steal them boxes. No. But it, at the same time, they said they got him on camera. The thing is, if you rewatch it, I just found out I, I know about Ezel running with it, but that still don't mean Ezel took them boxes from Craig's job either. That, that just is kind of true. That's just Ezel running with boxes. And what the fuck was in that tank? Was it a piranha? We don't know. It's just filled with green, bluish water, and something is in that. Oh, hole. there's also one more. In seven, we don't know what was in the box. Oh, seven so don't count to, as a black. Man I still too. need to need. I still need you to know what's know in the what box. Was in the box? It was a head. It's his wife's head. I was. I was a young child. But everyone knows, knows that. that. Now I'm not a not a young child named Roscoe. But you're an adult now. Shit. Well, you know that now. I feel like going back. Written. All I kept, I kept. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. I mean, also, been a, can white man really jump? I don't know. What do you prove one kind of? Yeah, a little bit. Like they could get off the ground. Also, you know, is it crazy. possible really to pass your spirit via touch and oh, kill people? What? That that happened in Fallen. <laughs> but also, we can't talk about this movie without talking about the soundtrack. First and foremost. Like I said, said Laura early. Charles played by Vanity. If you didn't know, Vanity was also a real artist in the 80s. Great. She, was too, she had her, found her tutelage on these prints. She has a song on the soundtrack called Seven Heaven. 
Great. Also, the classic 80s song, Rhythm of the Night by The Barge is on there. I just realized, listen to listening to it this Sunday before, you know, doing this episode, I was like, the song Upset Stomach on a Broken Heart, like, that dude sounds very familiar. Like, it sounds like somebody's being Stevie Wonder. Like, did they get, like, a white dude to do a Stevie impersonation? Oh, once I Googled it, it is actually Stevie Wonder on the soundtrack. And then we have the two major songs from the movie. One being The Last Dragon by Dwight David, and mm-hmm. second being Glow by Willie Hutch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, Tyree, out of those two songs, Glow or The Last Dragon, which one personally is your favorite? I have to say with Glow. Glow? You got the glow. No, yeah, no, you got the move. Then you get the, if you got the, mm, ah, mm, ah, ah, if you ah. got the go, you got the flow. For real. <laughs> get that 80s rhyme. What about you, Ross, out of the two? Uh, well, you know, the only song that gets covered by multiple people, the glow. Word. But I still love The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon has that 80s, like, it you has, got the touch, feel like, you just know what you get into, like. Yeah, it's actually good in observation yeah, because those, they literally do it just like. It's the the eighty six Transformers, you where have, they'll keep the they'll have the last dragon play throughout all throughout this movie to let you know the transition of the growth of Leroy, just yeah. like how they did the touch with Optimus Prime and and also because in Transformers you had the touch and dare those are the two, two big hits the two big hits just like the last dragon and glow and speaking of the glow so Leroy has been looking for the master the whole movie he's talks to lore about the glow and what it means when somebody masters themselves mind body and soul and connect and become one which the song of course is the 80 it describes all that shit so once he finally starts fighting showing up he beat showing up quote unquote it's like the video game you beat the boss in his first stage and then you think it's up then like this showing up come with his michael myers freddy cougar like ha 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 then he turn around and he gone well the thing is he bruce leroy is always as stated at the beginning from showing up, he's the master elusive Bruce Leroy. So Bruce Leroy's always been able to just duck and dodge and slide away from things. So when Bruce thinks he got shown up, shown up uses his uses Bruce Lee's trick on him. Because shown up is a master in his own right himself. Yes. And that the movie when he first comes into the movie, he's like, Am I the master? Show enough. And I'm the prettiest. Show enough. And I'm the baddest mofo. So he starts off right, by saying he's the master. Then when he beats up Leroy, because he brings out the glow. And Leroy, like, what the fuck is this How'd shit? How you master Yo, the glow? You get the glow already. and you a bad guy. You shouldn't have the glow. Because Show enough got the glow in his hands and it's red. And Show enough is also rare and red. And it also relates to the dark side of the force if you look at it in that parallel, too. Vader had that red lightsaber. Like, ah! Even when showing up was striking Bruce Lee, right? It sounded like some lightsaber saying like. And also rewatching it, he even though it only showed on his hands, he also had him on his feet. No, he, because whenever no, no, he did no, his no, kicks, it, well, it's, it's not his own body. He only could. It's like the Iron Fist. Yeah. he only could direct it to certain, certain parts, parts of his of the body. body. So when he kicked him, he took the force from his hands and yeah. distri- distributed it through his feet and what Bruce Lee's. Bruce Leroy's whole ass. But then, when he's about to drown this nigga, show enough, it's waterboarding this boy, Bruce Leroy. Then, of course, we get the montage of him hearing everybody like, yo, the master's was in. You'll find him in the place you ain't look yet. You look like a master to me. This, that, and the third. Then, Bruce Leroy realized he's the master. And then, he gets the glow. And like they say, you seen the meme on Facebook? 
Black History Moment. Bruce Leroy was the first nigga to turn Super Saiyan. And True. he had that glow. True. As soon as he started whooping Shonuff ass, Shonuff couldn't get his glow back. It didn't want to well, work right. He had his glow, but it was it's it wasn't yeah, strong Bruce enough Leroy to get that chakra. Bruce Leroy shit. Because he though. fell out of it. He wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't properly connected to it. That's why you don't have it partially. But Bruce Leroy showed him once you are a full master, you master it completely, you are everything, and your aura is what? Golden. Because that's what you become when you are truly the one and you have the true glow. And Bruce Leroy whoops his ass. And then at the end, that boy Eddie Arcaden pull out that pistol. Be like, yeah. Well, he already had it. But yeah, he just it's, like, like, it's all funny, Danny, and them Kung Fu kids. But what you going to do to a bullet, motherfucker? Then shoot Bruce Leroy. Then like, yeah, got your dumb ass. Walks then, up closer, inspect the body, flips exactly. it around. Bruce Leroy just turns his head, smiles, whole bullet in between his teeth. Smiles. End of the movie, more or less. Well, but, he will. He yeah. wolfs Eddie Arcadia. Oh, of course, he hit him with a ra- wild ass rabbit punch. But it's like, yeah, yo, my question is though: When did Bruce Leroy, Bruce Leroy, first find out he could catch bullets with his teeth? Like, I want to know when that happened. Were you trying to catch a bullet, or that, was, or was that like a happy accident? Cause he, and it's him without the glow too. This is glow free. Yeah, so this, this normal human. So yeah, this is when bullet. this is well. No, when he caught that bullet, he, he still had the glow on. No, no, I'm talking about before, he didn't have the glow prior, prior to that. Too, so, so yeah, I need time, to. Yeah, I need saying. to know what person saw. Oh, I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> I do. I just need I know to know what person said the rumor of Bruce Leroy Trump catch teeth. a bullet with his mouth, with his teeth. And the whole know he talked about it. We know he didn't do it. You the little nigga out there catching bullets. And what's funny is he doesn't correct nobody on any of the crazy lore about him. He just be like, da-da-da-da-da-da. Let people talk. Let people talk. All right, so that's going to bring this segment of Yo, We Geeking Out to the end. So, of course, after we geek out about something, we have to give our recommendations and yo, check it out. So now for all the people out there that watched The Last Dragon, we're going to suggest some things that you check out. Ross, what about you? What would you recommend to the people? Well, as we stated earlier, just because of soundtrack and story and develop, I'm going to have to go with the 86 Transformers. It's just Word. right there on the books. Geek 2. That's what's up. Yeah, you're... What about you, Tyree? What would you recommend people check out if they are a fan of The Last Dragon? Uh, Pootie Tang. Mm. Pootie Tang! Pootie, Pootie, Pootie. Tang, Tang, Tang. <laughs> you want to give a little explanation why? Just... I mean, there there's action in that movie. It's it's a comedy, just like Last Dragon is. It is actually it's an action you, comedy. It's an like actually strong comedy. It, it is, is probably the, like the modern day. You know, and Pootie had his thing. And he had to, like and Pootie Tang had to learn a lesson, just like just like Bruce Leroy. Oh my uh, God! It is. And Dirty D is kind of like showing up because he Dirty D. Damn it. And literally, what you call it? Wanda Sykes' character was technically Biggie Shorty, Biggie Shorty was, was technically like, uh, uh, Laura. No, uh, yeah, Laura Charles. Yeah, Vanity. Yeah, Vanity. Had a nurse yeah. back to health. Oh, and nurse him back to health, and she always knew, and she always had news on the streets and, and the music. Because she that, only just, she was only just streaming her music, streaming music that she liked. Yo, that blew my mind. Yo, Pootie is like the last dragon. Mad <laughs> respect. Only difference See, is glad you hear. Only difference is Pootie had a gang with him. Well, technically, yeah, squad, Bruce Leroy squad. had a yeah, squad. Yeah, technically, squad. at the when we get to the end of the movie. Right. So for my for my recommendation, it would be none other than Netflix on the Get Down. Mm. It takes place in the late seventies, early eighties. Involves music, 
kung fu and action and hip hop. If you haven't seen the Get Down, definitely check it out. I'm so sad to this day that it did get canceled, but it came out during when Netflix was still in like its early stages, and they put way too much money into it. But I it think was it, way, but it was the money that made it show how much good love it was. Exactly, but into they it. overspent on that. But if they would have did it now, I think we would still been, be. It would still be going on. Yeah. Yeah, guys, with that being said, that's going to bring this episode of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captain's at, at 2AE and to the D. Oh and as always, we respect you guys and appreciate you for listening. Thank you, Tyree, for being on the show. Hopefully, it's not your last time being a guest. I hope that you do tell your family, especially everybody in Harlem, to check it out, listen, follow us on whatever services they can. One day, maybe I could go up there to Harlem with you one time. I haven't been to New York. You haven't been to New York? I haven't been to New York. You definitely need to go. We got to go one time, man. Do the whole thing. You show me the place and we get some chopped cheese, bro. Hit up a bodega or two. You heard? I don't know. Some New York shit. That's what they talk about. (laughs) I just want to do that shit. You know, Deezus and Meryl. Like, yerp. I got to see Marcy. Ben Stott, do or die. Staten Island, Strong Island, Shaolin. All that shit. Take a ferry. Hop on the six train. Get off the egg. Brooklyn, Queens, Marcy, son. All the places the rappers talk about. I want to see all that shit. You be in New York forever trying to see I know, right? I want to see a pizza rat. I want to see Master Splinter in real life. I don't want to see a pizza rat because I just heard about this dude who fell 15 feet in a sinkhole covered in rats. And he didn't want to open up his mouth because he was afraid a rat might walk and fall into it. In New York. Welcome to New York. I heard that. We've been waiting for you. Waiting for the bus, too. Nigga, I could not. The bus, the buses in New York went way better than the buses here. No, I'm just saying, but I fall falling down a 15 foot sinkhole though. Oh, that part. I I gotta go to the one system part two, and I gotta see what times where TRL used to be in times. I've been, uh, I've been to both of those places. Word. Any last words, Ross? Oh, yes, I forgot to say this in gaming news as well as wrestling news. AEW will have a special announcement tomorrow. Word. I'll let that know about what it will be next week. Yeah, late All shit, right. but it ain't shit. Y'all can find me, you know where. Roscoe Tinkoya, all your social places, Xbox. Y'all have a great <laughs> fine day. Y'all can find me at Supernova like usual. Yeah, so I guess that's it. So, as always, guys, be one or be nothing. Be kind, folks, and thank y'all for listening all the way through to this time. There'll be more. Keep your hearts pure and please don't tear down anything. America must stand up forever. Thank you.